This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finside Radio. My name is Matt Canada. I'm joined by the one and the only Joshua Houts, and we are here to talk Miami Dolphins football coming off the NFL Combine from Indianapolis, Indiana. Lots of Dolphins news, lots of Dolphins rumors as we head into free agency in just a few weeks. Things are starting to take a little more shape. We're beginning to get a little more clarity on a few situations. Where are we? Lots of smoke coming out as well. And this is the time of the year where you're not quite sure what to believe. And I experienced that firsthand at the NFL Scouting Combine when I was there for several days. And we will get into that in just a little bit. But House, we're getting into that exciting time of the year. Free agency, New Year League year starting, trades possibly, and then leading up to the NFL Draft, which is, as we record this, just 50 days away. It's incredible when you think about it and how quickly it's going to be here. And I remember when we were doing this podcast back in July and August and September, when we were talking about how bad the Dolphins were going to be and how the offseason was just going to be so much fun because the Dolphins were going to kind of be in control. And obviously that's not the case, but we just still talked about how, you know, this was the offseason of the quarterback where we would see the Dolphins pick a quarterback of their future. And I I think a lot of it has been anything but fun going back even to the season itself. And, you know, now we're in the thick of it. We're on the home stretch, and it's going to be an exciting home stretch. And it's going to be a stressful home stretch as well for, you know, us diehard fans 
who want to put our uh, fan hat on first be, uh, after the journalist hat. You know, it, we all want to see a winning football team. We know that Chris Greer and the front office and Marvin Allen and those guys and Reggie McKenzie, it's up to them and it's up to Coach Flores and his coaching staff. And we can sit back and root and cheer and boo all we want. But at the end of the day, we'd have very little control. We have no control over what the Dolphins do. So we could only sit back and hope for the best. All of that said, Josh, Houts, can't believe I called you Josh. All of that said, Houts, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the offseason thus far? Yeah, I don't even think my own wife calls me Josh. I think I'm pretty much known <laughs> as Houts. I have been for most of my life. But, I mean, it's kind of what we expected. I mean, the Dolphins are heading into this offseason, and we continue to say, you know, this is the most important offseason in franchise history. And anyone that argues that it isn't the most, you know, this is definitely the most important offseason that we can remember, at least in my lifetime. I was born in 87. You know, I've been a Dolphin fan since the early 90s. I mean, this is the most important offseason in franchise history. And you mentioned the quarterback position. I mean, that is the most, uh, you know, that is the position that if you don't find a quarterback, like we've seen for the last 20 years, you just are not going to, to get to where you hope to get. And, you know, we keep talking about Tua Tungavailoa and what the Dolphins would have to do to get him. But, what if the Dolphins don't like him? What if Justin Herbert's their guy? What if Jordan Love's their guy? I mean, there's lots of options on the table. And again, you continue to say, you know, you just got to kind of sit back and put your fandom aside and just kind of view it from a, a perspective that, you know, you're not Chris Greer, you're not Marvin Allen, you're not Reggie McKenzie. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know what the plan has been all along. We continue to hear rumors. I know you're going to touch on it later in the show, but, you know, we've heard Joe Burrow. The Dolphins love Joe Burrow. We've heard they liked Tua Tungavailoa over and over again. We heard Justin Herbert's our guy. I mean, no team, according to Matt Miller from Bleacher Report, has done more research on Justin Herbert. You know, they travel out west, you know, almost every other week to scout this guy. So he, you definitely got to think that they have some kind of interest in Justin Herbert, who, again, fits all of, you know, Bill Parcell's commandments of a quarterback. And Chris Greer comes from that tree. Several of these guys come from that tree. And then there's Jordan Love. And Everyone continues to talk about it. You know, before he was even eligible for the draft, the Miami Dolphins were doing their homework on him. You know, you continue to hear these, you know, similarities to what Patrick Mahomes was. You know, whoever it is, and I know I love Tua Vailoa, and that's the hill I'll die on, but whoever it is, as long as the Miami Dolphins believe in their heart of hearts that he is the franchise quarterback, you know, that he is that guy the Dolphins have not had in 20 years, again, since Dan Marino himself. If they believe that this quarterback is their guy, they do whatever it takes to make sure he becomes a Miami Dolphin. Because, you know, you can sit here and talk about Bill Neat, offensive line, the defensive line, you know, getting a pass rusher, fixing the secondary. You have all this money in free agency. You have all these draft picks. But none of that matters if you don't have a quarterback. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's great. I think he might be one of the better quarterbacks the Dolphins have had since a Chad Pennington or Ryan Tannehill, you know. It, he, he's up there with those guys since since Dan Marino. He is one of the better quarterbacks the Miami Dolphins have had. But every time there's a Fitz magic, there's a Fitz t tragic. And, you know, maybe we don't see the same player in 2020. Whatever it might be, the Dolphins need to find that young quarterback. And until they do, you know, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, whatever it is, that is what our future entails. So sit back, relax. You know, the smoke screens are going to continue to come out for the next 50 days. I, I truly am... I truly don't know what the Dolphins are going to do, and I think that's the best part of this. You know, in the past, we kind of had a little bit of a hint of what the Dolphins might do, but they are keeping everything close to their chest. And again, they have all the ammunition that if they need to trade up, if they need to trade back, whatever it might be, they're going to do whatever it takes to hopefully get that quarterback to lead them to, you know, what we ultimately hope the Dolphins become 
and that is a consistent playoff contender, a consistent, you know, team that has the potential to win a Super Bowl. Because I don't know about you, Kanata, but all I want in my lifetime is to see the Miami Dolphins win a Super Bowl. That would be incredible. Um, but I think the Dolphins are a long way away, and I think you would agree with that, and I think everyone would agree with that. But I don't think they're too far along off away, especially if Brian Flores and his coaching staff in the front office make the right moves and pick the right quarterback, because that's the most important. Obviously, when you look at a guy like Pat Mahomes, a guy like Lamar Jackson, a guy like older guy, but Drew Brees, a guy like Russell Wilson, all these guys have found their quarterbacks. And you can mask a lot of deficiencies with that good quarterback. We have seen a lot of these deficiencies masked. And if the Dolphins can get that stud quarterback, whether it be Tua Tagovailoa, whether it be Jordan Love, whether it be Justin Herbert, whether it be Joe Burrow, whether it be someone else in the draft, Jalen Hurts perhaps, or Jake Fromm, I hope not. I God hope not as Jake Fromm. Jake from Jake from State Farm kind of goes together. When when you look at all that, you got to pick the right guy. And, and tremendous pressure on Chris Greer in the front office. Tremendous pressure on this coaching staff because if they get this quarterback wrong, they know they're going to be out of a job in two years. And the, the chances of them landing another GM job or another job in a high rank um, is probably slim to none. Right, because you really only get one shot in the NFL, especially when it comes to general managers. You really don't see general managers getting a second shot. The only ones in recent memory are Dave Gettleman and John Dorsey, and John Dorsey's already been fired twice. And Dave Gettleman appears to be on his way out as well if the Giants don't turn things around rather quickly. So, you know, head coaches are a little different. They usually get some second chances if they can work their way back up, but they got to pick the right guy. And, and you know, with the NFL combat, I was going to ask you how it's, you know, gun to your head right now, who would you say that Dolphins would be picking if they were on the clock at number five, assuming Joe Burrow's off the board and you have to pick between Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love. I mean, who is your pick right there? Who do you think the Dolphins would pick? This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. For me, I think it's got to be Tua Tonga Vailoa, but the biggest thing for me is you're saying at five, and I just don't know how they can, they can do that. I don't think they can sit back and, you know, you see the fans consistently say, you know, I think that I, I want Tua – but I don't want to move up for him. I don't think that's how it works. I think if you want to a tongue of Iloa, you're going to have to move up for him because before Joe Burrow's injury, you know, he was probably the number one, the number one quarterback on the board. You know, teams would be trading up for two tongue of Iloa right now if, if he didn't get hurt. So for me, I mean, I just keep going back to Justin Herbert and I know people don't want to buy into that. I know people don't want to believe in that, but he just kind of fits that mold of what, you know, again, the Bill Parcells way, you know, Marvin Allen drafted what I believe to be the 
the best comparison to Justin Herbert right now, and that's Josh Allen. No, he's not as mobile, but I think he's more accurate than Josh Allen, and we talked about this on the show before. So I want them to go to Tuatonga-Valoa. I think they might go Justin Herbert, but I, ha- I can't sit here and deny jo- Jordan Love, and I continue to say, you know, Justin Herbert's my number three quarterback on the board, but if I'm the Miami Dolphins, and you know, you kind of saw what Ryan Tannehill did, and you kind of see that Justin Herbert's ceiling isn't quite what Jordan Love's is. So for me, I don't think two is going to be there at five. And if it were up to me, gun to my head, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, I would go with Jordan Love just because I do believe that when all is said and done, if he reaches that full potential, he's going to be as good as anyone in this class, not named Tua Tungavaloa, not named Joe Burrow. I think Jordan Love has the potential to be one of the, you know, a top five, top 10 quarterback in the NFL if he hits all those landmarks. And again, I'm not going to sit here and I know I got, you know, I don't know if you read the comments on the Finn Sider, but people absolutely destroyed <laughs> me on our last podcast because I'm too much of a rah-rah guy. We have Chan Gailey. This dude's 68 years old. You brought in Chan Gailey to, to you know, mentor and to build this quarterback up. Who has he ever developed in the in career that he's had? It's been a great career. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback, you know, is the guy that this dude has built up. So I'm not sitting here and putting all my chips and, and believing in Chan Gailey because that, to me, is the biggest red flag. I mean, you're asking a 68-year-old offensive coordinator who's been retired, who hasn't done much of anything in the NFL as far as developing a quarterback, to come in here and take a guy like Tua Tungvaloa who, you know, Chan Gailey already passed on Drew Brees. You know, he kind of said that he was a little bit undersized. You know, he passed on a quarterback very similar to him and Drew Brees. So I, I think, again, I think that that's the Dolphins' way to go Justin Herbert. But if it were up to me... I'd go Jordan Love. Tua Tungvalu is my guy. Those are the two guys I'd battle that four to five. If you believe Jordan Love or Justin Herbert can be the future quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, you pull the trigger there. I mean, everyone wants to say draft Isaiah Simmons, then you wait to 18. Neither of these guys are going to be available at 18. We know, yeah, how no important, we know how important the quarterback position is. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah, one of the best in the game. I mean, I think he continues to say that Justin Herbert might fall later in the draft. It's not going to happen. You know, Tom McShay put a $5,000 bet down that Jordan Love would be drafted ahead of Justin Herbert. I do not see that happening. I think that the three of those guys, I think all four of these guys, Joe Burrow, Tutan Valo, Justin Herbert, and Jordan Love, ha- all have the potential to be franchise quarterbacks. The Dolphins just need to decide which one's theirs make that move and do whatever it takes to get them. If it's Tua, trade up. If it's Herbert or Love, you just stay put, take that guy. But for me, I think Jordan Love has the highest ceiling. I think Justin Herbert's kind of, you know, what we've seen in the past. And Tua Tonga by Love is obviously, you know, the apple of my eye. When I was at the NFL Combine, we had, um, and I put a story out on Pro Football Network the other night about this. And basically, the headline was this. The Miami Dolphins are still targeting Tua Tonga Viola as in uh, Tua Tonga of Viola. As their QB one in the 2020 NFL draft, and I need to rephrase that already. He's not their QB one, as far as I know. We, uh, I, Joe Burrow might be his Q, their QB one. I don't know that, but assuming Joe Burrow's off the board, the Dolphins next go to Tua Tonga Viola. And you know, you look at all that, right? And this all came to be. We weren't. At the NFL Combine, PFN, Pro Football Network, wasn't actively searching or sources to figure out who the Dolphins were targeting. But we received, I believe it was Thursday, yeah, Thursday early afternoon, we received a very credible tip in the media workroom from somebody that Jordan Love was their preferred quarterback over Justin Herbert. 
And when we asked this person, well, why aren't you running with it? They said they couldn't for a number of reasons. And if I, if I give you the reasons, it will out them and I can't obviously out our sources. But they couldn't run with it. Um, so they said, you can run with it. If you can verify it with a second source, go for it. I feel strong about it. I'm not 100% strong on it, but I feel strong enough to let you guys know that it's out there. So we started looking into it. Tony Pauline, one of our insiders and draft analysts, and Ben Albright, of course, you all know, one of our insiders there at PFN, and then myself and Matt Infante, also one of the guys over at PFN, just started working our contacts. Obviously, Tony and Ben have much more than we do, um, but we all worked contacts, and we worked on it for a little bit, and we finally figured some things out, and, and and Ben got back to us in a few hours, and he basically said this. All the talk about Justin Herbert and Jordan Love, ignore it. It's just the Dolphins creating leverage with the Lions and other people in front of them because the Dolphins have already spoken to the Lions about a potential trade. The talks did not get very far, assumingly because Detroit asked for way too much. And so the Dolphins knew they needed to do something to get some leverage back on their court. And, and all these... Uh, coordinated leaks with the media members and, and you, all these articles you see about the Dolphins loving Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. I think they do like them to an extent, but to like them enough over Tua is an understatement. And I think it, it should not be seen that way. I've been told that no one in front of the Dolphins are interested in drafting Tua. All this talk you hear about the Lions and the Redskins looking at Tua, it's all to gain leverage and, and trade talks and to also... Um, you know, you know, just try to create some of those smoke screens from their true intent because the Lions don't know if, if the Redskins are going to trade down with anybody. And obviously the Redskins are number two, but you don't really know for sure if the Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow until they actually take Joe Burrow. And so, you know, they need to create this impression that they may not be targeting the guys that they really want to take. But you're right, Houts. You know, when, when you say the Dolphins need to trade up, I do think they do need to trade up as well. Um, and March 9th, which is just in a few days, it's who is going to get his medical checkup. And that's when he is presumably going to be cleared to resume football activities. And that's going to be a big day because once that test comes back clean, I bet you that price to jump up goes way up. And yes, the Dolphins can handle it, but the whole point of restocking, rebuilding was to accumulate as many high draft picks as possible. So when you're eliminating those high draft picks, you're kind of defeating the whole purpose of the tank. Um, and I know it's not the tank, but it's just a nice term to use because everyone just uses it. So I do think they need to trade up to number three. Why? Because I think you have to worry about the Chargers moving up. I think you have to worry about the Panthers moving up. I think you have to worry about the Colts possibly looking to move up as well. They have a lot of picks in the first two days that you need to be concerned about. And then you got the Raiders as well, who may be looking for a new quarterback. So all those, you know, coming into mind and looking at all that, you, you need to, you know, be careful of those teams who want to jump you. And so if the Dolphins were to trade with the Lions at number three, I think that is a perfect move for them. I don't think the Redskins are going to drop out of two. I think they have their eyes set on Chase Young. But the Dolphins' primary target, assuming Joe Burrow's off the board and assuming the health comes back okay, is Tua. And, and that's who the Dolphins want. That's who the Dolphins have always wanted. Uh, and Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, kind of confirmed a report the next day saying they still prefer Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Viloa. I keep getting that messed up, if his medicals check out over all the quarterbacks not named Joe Burrow. But 
it all we don't know we don't know how it's what's going to happen until the Dolphins are on the clock and until that name is read. We've seen it way too many times. Brady Quinn versus Ted Ginn. Uh, you've seen it. There's just too many to list. Where just way too many surprises, and you just don't truly know. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows, and I think. You know, if the biggest thing to me is if the Dolphins truly wanted to a ton of a lower from day one, you know, they traded Laramie Tunsil, and no one could argue that they got very good value for that. I don't think anybody would sit back and say, you know, I wouldn't make that trade. Knowing what, knowing what Laramie Tunsil is going to make, you know, $20 million a year, you know, he's a left tackle. The Dolphins desperately need offensive line help, but I don't think anybody would have turned down two first-round picks and a second-rounder. Minka Fitzpatrick had no interest to be in with the Dolphins. They got a first-round pick for that. The Dolphins continue to accumulate these draft picks to make a move like this. And people are going to sit here and say, you know, he's injured. You know, he had a hip injury. He had those two ankle surgeries. You know, before that ankle injury, he only missed one game. I think he missed two then because he sat out because they were getting prepared for LSU. And then that freak hip injury. So to sit here and say that Tua Tonvaloa is injury-prone – I think that's ridiculous, but at the end of the day, if Tua Tomabaloa was honestly the guy that they wanted, the quarterback that they wanted from the beginning of this, there's no reason why they don't trade up. And you mentioned the Washington Redskins. Haskins looked pretty good towards the end of the year before he suffered that injury. Chase Young is the best player in this draft. Why would they pass up on him for a quarterback? You know, when they already just drafted one last year, who's he, he's probably the same age as Tua. I'd have to look it up, but I believe he's the same age as Tua Tomabaloa. I, I just think yeah. the Washington Redskins would be smart. Ron Rivera, a defensive-minded head coach, to go out there and get the best player in this draft, a, a pass rusher You know that on that defensive line could do crazy things. And then you got Detroit. They got Matthew Stafford. Before his back injury, he was having one of the best seasons of his career. You know They are tied into him, whether it be cap space or whether it be the owner saying you know they're in win-now mode. You know They don't have the time. Matt Patricia doesn't have the opportunity to sit back relax and draft a Tua Tagovailoa. So if you can sit here and trade with the Miami Dolphins, get a few extra picks, move back, and still end up getting an Isaiah Simmons, a Jeffrey Okada, whoever it might be, that's kind of the route you have to go. And I think the Dolphins are going to have to trade up. You mentioned Carolina. You know, you mentioned those other teams that have interest in, in him. Uh, Carolina. You know, maybe Tampa Bay moves up and goes after him. Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders, who it seems like they might be very well in play for Tom Brady. You know, there, yep. there are teams there that could absolutely trade up and, and take their quarterback. The Chargers, the Panthers, the Raiders, whoever it might be. Tua Tagovailoa, before his injury, was that darn good. You know, he's a quarterback that people have been talking about for many years. And again, if the Dolphins truly believe that he is their guy, and I can't sit here and imagine that Chris Greer, Marvin Allen, Reggie McKenzie, some of the best offensive minds in the NFL, in, in a front office, are honestly sitting there. And, you know, Joe Burrow is a great is a great quarterback. He had the best season of any college quarterback in the history of, of football. You know, we sit here and we say, there are these reports coming out that the Dolphins have interest there. They love Joe Burrow. Who doesn't? All 32 teams love Joe Burrow. You know, what he did this year, uh, you know, that kind of a leap that he took, who doesn't like Joe Burrow? Who wouldn't love to go up there and get Joe Burrow? I think every team that needs a quarterback would love to get Joe Burrow, but you can't get Joe Burrow. And if Tua Tagovailoa wasn't hurt, he'd be in the same category as Joe Burrow. So I think if the Dolphins love him as much as they should, they got to do whatever it takes to get him. And again, no one's going to know until draft day. We just hope that the Miami Dolphins get it right because like you mentioned, they haven't in the past. And until they do, you know, it's going to be the same old Dolphins. And another reason why the Dolphins need to get it right is because they have a ton of cash heading into free agency, which is going to start 
March 18th when the New Year League begins, and obviously they'll have that legal tampering period leading up to that date. But the Dolphins have mainly been quiet on the free agency front, which is to be expected with this uh, front office who is very, very quiet and secretive and has a very small and tight group of who actually knows what's truly going on. But we did get some leaks from the Miami Herald on March 3rd, and, and just, let me just run some off here. The Miami, Dolphin, the Miami Herald reports that the Dolphins are talking to linebacker Vince Beagle about a possible contract extension. Beagle is currently restricted free agent. The Miami Herald reports that Dolphins have some level of interest in defensive back Devin McCourty. Dolphins also have interest in cornerback Logan Ryan, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, and they are also interested in offensive guard Joe Thune, who we reported at PFN is going to have interest in over 20 teams. So that price is going to get very high. Uh, but the, the Logan Ryan, the Devin McCourty, that's intriguing. And the Dolphins can really upgrade their secondary in a heartbeat if they make these moves in free agency. And if the Dolphins do free agency right, they can go into the draft and not worrying about need and, and going more for BPA, which is always the way you want to address things, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think for me, you know, I mentioned it on the podcast with uh, Jake, you know, when you're younger, you sit here and you keep hearing, you know, offensive line's a way to build a team, defensive line. I, I think the Dolphins, if they're going to be big spenders, and, you know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be that team that overpays for a player because we didn't see it last year. When a guy like Trey Flowers, who continues to fit a need that the Dolphins absolutely need, you know, when, when the going got tough or when they needed to man up and pay that money, they bowed out. And I don't think the Dolphins are the same Dolphins as we saw with Mike Tannenbaum or Jeff Ireland, you know, when he signed Mike Wallace or – you know, whatever it might be, in the past, the Miami Dolphins have overspent, and it just did not work out. But if you're going to overspend, I think they need to look at the offensive line, they need to look at the defensive line, and they need to look in the secondary. You just mentioned a bunch of guys that the Dolphins have intrigue in. For me, Vince Beagle, he's a guy you absolutely have to find a way to, to lock up, and I don't think it's going to break the bank. I don't think he's going to get a huge contract on the open market, but Vince Beagle showed, you know, great progress throughout the year and what he brought to the Dolphins you know he was a throw-in in that Kiko Alonso trade and he he had a yeah. better year than Kiko Alonso you know he, he did more things with the Dolphins in one season you know Kiko Alonso you know netted 100 plus tackles in how many years he was with Miami but Vince Beagle had a bigger impact at a position that the Dolphins absolutely need so lock Vince Beagle up we saw Devon Godshaw tweet out today and a lot of people including myself went crazy which I think a lot of that had to do with the Trey Turner trade, but yeah, I don't you know, think Devon, it was anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't either because I looked it up. Then he was under contract in this next season. But Devon Godshaw's a guy, you know, he's a guy that's not going to cost a ton of money that you should lock up because he's a good asset on that defense. So fix the secondary, fix, fix the defensive line, and most importantly, fix the offensive line. If you're going to pay big money to a to a Joe Thunny or a Jack Conklin, do that because. As we've seen in the past, you know, unless it's a Mike Pouncey, you know, a Laramie Tunsil. A Jawan James, who you know had a disappointing season last year. Unless it's one of those first-round picks, the Dolphins have not been able to develop offensive line talent. So for me, you got to build that offensive line, especially if you're going to bring a quarterback like Tua. Uh, you got to get better rush in the passer because they've been abysmal against it in the past. And most importantly, you got to lock up that secondary because you know you got Xavier Howard who could be facing a suspension. You and Nick Needham who you know showed great progress last year and showed that he could be a stud in this league. But outside of that, you know, Rashad Jones is probably on his way out. Bobby McCain, you don't know if he's a free safety or if he's playing nickel. And outside of that, you got Eric Rowe, you know, who can do what Minka Fitzpatrick was supposed to do. But, you know, there's lots of holes there, lots of money to be spent. And I think uh, 
I got a notification on my phone today. You know, Miami Dolphins have the most cap space out of any NFL team, 88 million. I think that's going to definitely go up, you know, as free agency, as some of these cuts come about. But you obviously know what those glaring needs are offensive line, defensive line, secondary, and running back. You got to figure out how to allocate this money. And whatever you don't go after in free agency, you have those 14 draft picks pending a trade. To go in uh, to go into the draft, so it's again the most important offseason in Miami Dolphins history. People should be excited because you know you're going to continue to hear them link to every single free agent. I saw someone link them to Amari Cooper. That's crazy to me. The receivers are some of the best units on this on this team, and they're being linked to Amari Cooper. I don't see that happening. But the Dolphins are going to be smart with their money, and they're going to go out there and they're going to patch some of these needs prior to the draft. So we all just need to kind of remain calm. You know, we're sitting here saying, oh, they should draft an offensive lineman in the first round. If they solidify this offensive line in the free agency, no one's going to be saying that. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy it because, again, this is the most important offseason in Miami Dolphins history. I do think they need to address offensive line and free agency. The last things I've heard that they want to address quarterback, offensive line, offensive line in the first round of the NFL draft in an ideal situation or at least the first two days. And the last thing that you want is three rookie offensive linemen starting on that front line. Right. Uh, obviously, Fitzpatrick isn't there to start, but the Dolphins need some veteran help and they have Kilgore coming back and um, maybe Jesse Davis. But beyond that, you know, it's very slim pickings. And even you look at Michael Dieter and from last year and he's on uh, rough, rough waters and thin ice. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to go into a season with three young offensive linemen. I would rather the Dolphins, you know, look at quarterback, offensive line, defensive end. Get your kind of uh, two cornerstone pieces there, fill it in with an offensive line piece, and be on your merry way. Ideally, in an ideal world, I would love, I would love, 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 because I am in love with Isaiah Simmons as a football player. I would love for the Dolphins to package those two first-round picks that they have and move up to number seven or eight to grab Isaiah Simmons. Think about it. You get Tua at five, and you get Isaiah Simmons at seven or eight or nine or ten, and you have your cornerstone piece on defense. You have your cornerstone piece on offense. And you get two tremendous players. And, yes, you're giving up one of your first-round picks, but I think it is well worth it. I know that's kind of off for free agency, but the Dolphins don't have a ton going on right now, so there's not a ton of lot to talk about. But I think that, that I would love that on night one. What would, yeah, your that... crazy, what would your craziest scenario be for the Dolphins on night one? What would your ideal dream scenario be? I can't really argue with what you just said. I mean, if they could find a way to get Tua Tungvaloa and Isaiah Simmons, to me, those are the two most important positions, you know, that the Dolphins need a quarterback. And Isaiah Simmons, he, he jokingly says he can play defense. So if they could somehow come away with that, that would be, that would be you know, the perfect scenario. I saw, I believe it was, um, I, can't, I can't remember which analyst just did a mock draft, but he had... Isaiah Simmons, Jordan Love, and Austin Jackson project. Uh, it was Josh Norris of Roto World. He had them going to the Miami Dolphins, and that was without any trade up. So if you get Isaiah Simmons at five, you could somehow get Jordan Love at eighteen, and then you get Austin Jackson, an offensive tackle, at twenty six. I mean, that to me, that's up there. But for me, Tua Tagovailoa is the quarterback I want. Isaiah Simmons is the defensive player I want. Um, I'll change it up just to be different than you. I'll say let's go up and get Joe Burrow. Just to be different, I don't think the Dolphins are going to trade up for Joe Burrow. Let's go up and get Joe Burrow, and then, you know, you get a, a Mika Becton, an offensive tackle. That that there, I'm trying to be a little bit different than you. Maybe okay. a Jeffrey Okada. You know, it, if the Dolphins truly love Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow wants to be in Miami, which I don't know if he does, but why can't he just come out and say to Cincinnati, you know, I, I behind the scenes, I don't really want to be with you, you know? Uh, this is... 
I like you, but I don't like you like you. And they had Justin Herbert at the Senior Bowl. Justin Herbert had a damn good combine. I mean, people can sit here and talk about Jordan Love's combine. Justin Herbert looked pretty freaking awesome aside from that first pass that he threw. I mean, he, he was lights out. So they they coached him at the Senior Bowl. There has to be some type of interest there. I don't really trust Zach Taylor to get things right. So if there was any team in the NFL yeah. that was going to find a way to screw up a layup like Joe Burrow, it would be the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's just say <laughs> the Dolphins do what Stephen Ross wants and all these reports. And I do believe that, you know, if the Dolphins had their way and they lost the games that they probably should have. And people are going to argue about that until they're blue in the face, whatever it might be. If things worked out in the perfect scenario, the Dolphins trade up to one for Joe Burrow. Again, Tua Tagovailoa is my quarterback one, but they trade up to number one for Joe Burrow, the sure quarterback. And then, you know, they find a way to get that offensive tackle, Amika Becton, who you just see completely bullying defensive linemen. That would be my ideal scenario. But I'm only saying that because you just took my perfect – my perfect situation is Tua Tagovailoa and Isaiah Simmons because we sat here and we hyped up Mika Fitzpatrick when he was drafted. You know, he could do this and that. At the end of the day, he couldn't do this and that. You know, he, he, his, him and his mother were upset with him being asked to play strong safety to drop down in the box because he was too small. You know, he was set up for failure, whatever it might be. Isaiah Simmons can do all that. He, he can cover. He can play in the box. He, he can do it all. And for me, that's the perfect player for a Brian Flores defense. So to its own low, Isaiah Simmons, if they come away with that, I'm doing I'm, I'm running down the street naked most likely. <laughs> Amazing. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun night. PFN is going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be in Vegas. You're not going to be there because you have threatened to burn the MGM Grand if the Dolphins do, in fact, draft Justin Herbert. So you are a liability and a safety risk to everyone in the area. So we're keeping you home out and where you live. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure the (laughs) cops are going to be knocking at the door tomorrow morning because they they definitely listen to this podcast. They just heard that threat. I, so, did so, think of, I did think of that when I was saying it. I probably like, oh, probably shouldn't have said that, but oh well. It's all right. Here, I, I, have nothing, are. I have nothing to live for. Let me ask you this, and before we go, <laughs> if, if the Dolphins – give me one name in free agency and one name in the draft that you are confident the Miami Dolphins could end up with when all is said and done. I know, I know it's a Conf- complete crapshoot. I know you can't sit here. Ooh, confident. Free agency is not as high – I have been not been able to get anything out of the Dolphins for free agency. Okay, let's not Nothing. say confident. Let's just say, you know. How about you had my to... dream? How about my dream free agent edition? Like, if I can only pick one big free agent edition, who would it be? Yes, let's, let's that, go with that. That would be Logan Ryan. Okay. That would be my guy. I'm going Jadavian Clowney just because oh, he has a... Oh, no, he's always Dolph... hurt. He's always hurt. How... The, Dolph... the Dolphins aren't going to take oh, him. He, no. he already... He already said the Dolphins weren't a team for him. Brian Flores probably told him to go f himself. I how, just about think, a, how about how about in Guacway from Jacksonville? I would love him. I, but, did you uh, did you see the report that I think it was going to take like a second round pick and then a swap of picks to Seattle had interest in him? I forget who. Yeah, some, yeah was, Tony Paul. Funny part of that tonight. <laughs> see, see, I, I read it. I read it. Tony, Tony Pauly, yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Why won't the Dolphins make that trade? Uh, they're not going to make that trade, but I would love that. I can't believe I didn't know it was Tony Pauline. It's okay. We, All right, we draft. For, we, draft. We forgive you. One one player that the Dolphins are going to draft. Besides the quarterback? No, if, if you're confident they're going to take a quarterback and you know yeah. the name, say it. Speak it. To, I want to hear it. I'm, to a tongue of Iloa. 
See, because to me, I just feel like that is no, it's that's, just that's too good guy. to be true. I, I hope that's, you're right. That's their guy. You've been right about Brian Flores. You've been right, you know, name after name. Yeah. The, Danny Amendola. I remember you telling Kana- or, uh, Sutton and I. You yeah, know, I, can't, I can't believe I didn't said, break. You said someone told yeah, you like a, a few it. days before. Yeah. No, like a few hours, a few hours before, and I didn't break it because I was like, this makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah, well. They did it. I mean, I, I pray that you are right with Tua. I'm going to say... they. I'm right, because trust me, I'll tell you offline. I can't say it on the podcast. I, I'm right. See, now everybody's going to have blue balls. Listen to this. They're going to yeah, get so excited. Yeah, well, you, you have to tell me, but I'm going to say Antoine Winfield, right? Isn't he the guy that Okay. You know, yeah. Okay. does great things? I mean, I wasn't a believer of him because his name was so close to that podcaster. I honestly yeah. did not even <laughs> want to give him the time of day because I was like, you know, he's a G away from being the Miami Dolphins official podcast host, <laughs> Travis Wingfield. But I went back and looked at the tape and damn, dude, like that, that kid can play and he tore it up at the combine. He fits exactly what the Miami Dolphins need in the secondary. And I think Brian Flores is a huge fan of his dad. So if yeah. I'm going to throw a name out there, that's going to be my name. So if you're telling me we're going to end up with Tua Tonvaloa and Antoine Winfield, I mean, I like that. People would I love like that. that. I like that. That's a good one. All right, that's that's where I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> All right, and that's going to do it for us here on Finside Radio. Lots more draft talk. Lots more free agency coming up in the next several weeks. As you may have seen, uh, Jake Mendel is also you know filling in, being coming along uh, to Finside Radio. As we move forward, he'll be getting a uh, more involved role, and uh, we'll see where that leads us. Um, some things on the horizon that we'll talk about in the next few weeks, but a lot of exciting stuff happening within the world of Finsider Radio and the world of the Miami Dolphins and the NFL as a whole. That's going to do it for us here this week on Finsider Radio. For Joshua Houts, I'm Matt Kanata. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami We're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami